Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. Today is a very small, quick, brief movie review of the 2022 film Don't Worry, Darling. This movie is directed by Olivia Wilde and stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, and Chris Pine. This movie is about a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community and begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. IMDb gives this 6.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 38% tomato meter and a 74% audience score. Do you agree with this? And here is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen this film, don't continue to listen, go back and watch it, and then pop this back on. Before I even get into the movie, we are going to have a very quick, brief summary about the drama that surrounded this film. If you lived under a rock and missed some of this, I have very quickly condensed it. And if you know parts of this, you can either fast forward for the next minute or two, or listen as I quickly summarize. This film initially cast Shia LaBeouf as the main lead male character, but according to Olivia Wilde, he was let go because of his combative energy acting process. She had said, I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. Shia LaBeouf went on to release a video seemingly catching Olivia in a lie. In this video, Olivia was pleading with LaBeouf to return to the film, saying that she wasn't ready to give up on it yet. In it, she was saying, you know, I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo, and I want to know if you're open, open to giving this a shot with me, with us. If she really commits, if she really puts her mind and heart into it at this point, and if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers, but if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Will you let me know? Olivia was then confronted with legal papers regarding her divorce from Jason Sudeikis during press for the film, quite literally while she was on stage. Florence Pugh did not really promote this film, and she is known for promoting. Then Olivia gushed over Pugh's acting which is incredible, by the way. But Pugh did not react or respond at all. Pugh was quoted as saying about the film, when it's reduced to your sex scenes or, or to watch the most famous man in the world go down on someone, it's not why we do it. It's not why I'm in this industry. She's talking about Harry Styles. And yes, there's a few sex scenes in this film. And instead of attending the Venice premiere of this movie, Florence Pugh posted images of herself frolicking in the ocean, but had alluded to scheduling conflicts. So when I went into this movie, watching it, I only knew a little bit of this. I didn't realize the extent of all of this. 
And I went into this movie initially not thinking I was going to enjoy it, but I went into it anyway because I love Florence Pugh. Her acting is absolutely incredible. Some of the notes that I took about this movie was that upon initial um, opening sequences, I thought, wow, this, this idea has been done before. This is like the Stepford Wives. I'm bored. I wasn't really feeling it. But then as I continued to watch and watch everything unfold and how it took a very different direction than the Stepford Wives, I became increasingly more impressed with it. But I will say that it, it would not have worked if they made this in a modern setting. I understand the rationale behind making this in the setting that it was, because everything about, you know, this Matrix-style universe that they're in is based on very old, um, very man-male-dominated uh, thinking that the wife should be at home and the man should be working, etc. But I really feel like, you know, this movie would not have worked in a current setting. Um, in it, the wives were being obedient. They were staying at home. They never questioned their husband's jobs. So I feel like this story, though the aesthetic was absolutely pleasing, I couldn't relate to it as much until the ending had been revealed. And that was a little bit of a disconnect for me. But then as I'm watching it, I start thinking, you know, are, her, are the visions that, that her character, uh, Florence Pugh's character, was having, are they flashbacks? Are they memories? Or is she kind of, you, you just don't know at this point, you know, sort of what, what is going on. And, and I liked the little glimmers of it because in her flashbacks or memories, the time frame is a bit ambiguous, which plays into the end very well. I found the aesthetic of this movie was so pleasant. I loved it. I, it reminded me a little bit of the movie Pleasantville. And the juxtaposition of knowing that there's something dark and sinister happening while it's beautiful and bright and has lots of vibrant color and it's clean. There's nothing gritty or dirty visually happening. The, the duality of that was very, very impressive. I was, I was very happy um, with feeling light and airy, but with this underlying tension of darkness. There were a few things that I thought could have been refined a little bit more, such as there was a daily radio show that the women would listen to as they were cleaning. And, you know, obviously this would reiterate um, some of the hypnotism or the um, restraints that these women were confined to. And I wish that it was made a little bit more obvious why the women were choosing to just listen to this every day because that wasn't really addressed. Um, I thought the visuals were absolutely amazing and I thought this movie set was perfect. It was beautiful. It was big and bold. Um, there is the scene where Flo's character 
she's losing her mind and she's you can see it unraveling you can see that she's in distress she she just can't connect properly there's something going on and where she wraps the saran wrap around her head and holds it there and then rips it open you can feel the the discomfort that Flo, Flo must have felt while she was filming that I've done scenes like that before and I'm pretty confident that there wasn't actually a breathing hole that that was real and she really when she ripped it open and she's heaving that that's probably really how she was feeling in that moment an actress like her at that caliber you know that they are going to dive into that the slowed pace of her reactions you know was it it, it took me a little bit out of things when she something would happen and it would take a moment for for the camera to kind of zone in on her and then she would have a reaction instead of it being an instantaneous thing and while I I appreciate that that is probably a little bit representative of the time frame that women you know were more confined in the 50s um, and so they didn't really react the same way that somebody would today I felt that it was very deliberate for the cameras and to capture you know a moment and that again it took me out a little bit and it made me question it now that being said Florence's eyes her expressions her reactions the tension it is so impactful and that is what I've come to expect of her. I will watch basically anything that she has been in, even if it's shite, which I doubt it would be <laughs> because she seems to pick pretty, pretty decent films. Um, but her acting is impressive and inspiring and she is very young. She's in her 20s. So, you know, this was no exception. This movie was no exception. I found the camera angles that Olivia chose or that the director of photography chose were very effective. And for anybody that doesn't know, the ending of this movie, if you're still listening and you have been given your spoiler warnings, yet you're still listening. The direction where this takes you is really interesting. It, the reveal ends up being that it is actually set in a current time and Olivia and her boyfriend, Harry Styles character live together in a current setting, but they're struggling. She's a doctor, so she's not at home very often and he can't handle it. Obviously his ego has gotten involved. So he had found Chris Pine's character's website where you force the person you're with into a sort of a state of comatose hypnosis and um you, you plug them in electronically and um, you're put into the world that is this 50s setting world and he has done this to her and so she wakes up she's lying on her bed in her current in the in you know 2022 and um she looks around and she realizes that she has been you know prisoned by her boyfriend and it's the idea of this may not 
feel as horrifying to men. Um, but this is such a representation of women's restrictions and we are still in prison to this day. We can't walk down the street without feeling nervous. And it doesn't matter the time of day. It's 2 p.m. You have, you know, a man walking too close to you. You're, you're imprisoned with the potential thought of fear or the potential thought of something could happen here. And this movie beautifully encompasses that and presents it in a bit of a subtle way. And I know that people panned this movie. It didn't get great critic reviews. Everything I'm looking at, you know, most of the reviews, not all, but most of them are come from men. They come from white men. And while a lot of people, you know, criticized Olivia for her choices of um, direction and dialogue and the writing, as a woman, I felt everything that she put into this and I loved it. You know, they gave it a six out of 10 on IMDb. I would give this an eight and a half out of 10. Not only was the reveal unique, it was the way that the reveal was done was also unique. And watching this, the, the idea that our lives are in a matrix and that you know, our choices have been removed from us because of whatever, the government, you know, the electronics, someone else con controlling you. This idea of control is terrifying. And that is undeniable. And I feel like she gave a very good, you know, way of showing this to everybody. And even if you can't connect with the, the feeling of being in a prison or a being a woman and being imprisoned by your man or whatever. The idea of lack of control over your own life and having to just accept that, that's terrifying for society these days. And I think this movie came out at the right time. And I think the acting is incredible. Even Harry Styles did well. He had a couple of stellar scenes where it really made me realize he is a true performer. He's not just an amazing singer and a good, you know, showman on stage. He can hold his own against someone like Florence Pugh. Not a lot of people can. You know, the glaring difference in this film is with Chris Pine. He was terrible. Did, did not, you know, hold, hold his own. And so kudos to you, Harry Styles, and kudos to you, Flo, and kudos to you, Olivia Wilde. And I hope you guys can go into this film watching it and enjoying it for what it is. It's a beautiful feminism, um, modern tale set in a modern or a non-modern time. And it's horrifying and scary, but light and airy. It's beautiful and it's entertaining. I highly recommend it for anybody that does enjoy mind control movies or anything where a little bit more of your intellect is um, going to be challenged. So I hope you enjoy this mini episode today. Highly recommend Don't Worry Darling. And if you have checked it out, and you have something to say, if you agree or you disagree, please reach out to me. It's one thing I love about our horror community. We are all open to dialogue. Until next time.